0: blessings everybody this is dale thank you so much for joining with me today on the word podcast may sound a little bit different i'm actually in the uh what i refer to as the rolling studio outside and so uh, you may hear some birds chirping in the background in the last three or four days the yard has begun to need mowing great right (laughs) but that's good just a sign of the time's So we're continuing and looking at what the Scripture says, uh, particularly in relationship in Isaiah 9 and Psalm 91, about how we as believers are to walk, that we are not to fear what the world fears, that we're not to be in dread of what the world dreads. Scripture is very clear about this. Then Psalm 91 just gives us some, I guess, tremendous things about who we are and how we're supposed to live and how we're supposed to be walking. And so I want to go back and start the first verse again. We've already covered the first nine verses, but as always, I want to set the context. And then we'll look maybe two or three verses beyond that, because this, folks, wait till you see this. Psalm 91 verse 1 says this, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, For it is He who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His pinions, and under His wings you may seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a bulwark. You will not be afraid of the terror by night or of the arrow that flies by day. Verse 6, of the pestilence that stalks in the darkness or of the destruction that lays waste at noon. So let me just stop here for a moment. Again, in in verse 5 and 6, he says, You will not be afraid if you abide in the Lord, okay? If you dwell in his shelter, then you're not going to be afraid of the terror by night. There will be terror by night. You're not going to be afraid of the arrow that flies by day. There will be arrows that fly by day. Nor will you be afraid of the pestilence that stalks in darkness. There is pestilence that will be stalked in darkness. (laughs) You will not be afraid of the destruction that lays waste at noon. Then verse 7 says this, A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not approach you. Verse 8, You will only look on with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Now, that's the kind of verse that I want us to see and understand that it's not speaking from the point of view that every time that somebody has some pestilence, some disease, that they are wicked and it's the recompense of God upon them. No, that's not what's being said right here. And also, I don't want us to think that what we're experiencing right now is the total manifestation of this. I don't believe that's true either. I think there's even more, um, shall we say, interesting days ahead. But do know this, you will only look on with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Then verse 9, for you have made the Lord my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. So he reiterates what he started with in the first verse, that if you do this, this is what's going to happen because you've made the Lord your refuge now. Verse 10, and verse 10 and 11 and 12 are very, very well-known verses. Just think about these now. Verse 10, no evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent. So we've had pestilence and we've had plagues, and these words are basically interchangeable here, okay? No plague will come near you, no evil will befall you. If we make the Lord our refuge, if he is our dwelling place, if we abide under his wings. Well, why is that? How can that be? Verse 11 gives us insight into just how this logistically can be. For he will give his angels charge concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Wow, I mean that's that that is a profound promise right there, isn't it? But those verses sound familiar, don't they? Let's read the next one. Verse 12. They will bear you up in their hands, that you do not strike your foot against a stone. Where have you heard that before? Think a moment. I suspect that many of us are raising our hands. I know, I know, I know. These this is the the verse, these are the verses that Satan, that Lucifer. Was using against Jesus when he was tempting Jesus, he said, "Hey, throw yourself on the top right here, because the Scripture says that you know no harm is going to come upon you. He's going to give angels a charge concerning you. You're not going to strike your foot against a stone." It's actually a very vivid picture of how the enemy will use and pervert the Word of God. Look what the promise is: they will bear you up in their hands, that you do not strike your foot against your stone. Verse 13. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you will trample down because he has loved me. Therefore, I deliver, will deliver him. I will set him securely on high because he has known my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him with a long life. I will satisfy him. And let him see my salvation. Now, sometimes people will point to this and say, Well, all these promises right here, these were for Jesus. Well, in a manner of speaking, you see some of these things that occurred in the life of Jesus. Yeah, no doubt, just when he took on the form of flesh. But he didn't live a long life. Okay? And he said, Let me let him see my salvation. Jesus is our salvation. Folks, these are promises that are made to us. Tread upon the lion of the cover of the young lion and the serpent, and you will trample down. And the reason is because we have loved the Lord. The Lord's going to deliver us. He's going to set us on high because we have known him and we know him by name and he knows us by name. Because we have dwelled with him in the high places. We rest and abide underneath his sheltering wings. We call upon him knowing that he's going to answer us. He says, I will be with him in trouble. Notice that he didn't say there will never be trouble in their life. He says, oh, no, 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 no. He says, I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him with a long life. We will be satisfied. Folks, these are phenomenal promises for us to keep in mind as we deal with the issues of the day. Today is March 2020. The issue of the day is the coronavirus, which is uh, uh, intended media-induced mass panic. Uh, It's not because of the disease. There's been many, 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 many other uh, more serious diseases that have killed many more people. In this, the whole bottom line purpose with this thing, is to crash an economy. That's all it is: It's to crash an economy within the United States to where one political party can regain power. That's all it is. Uh, internationally, is to where um, nations can. Uh, you know, we're in a different kind of warfare today, where nations can bring down other nations economically, and there are folks that are working hand in glove. Uh, with uh, other people in the world that should not be working with them that way. Uh, this will all come out eventually. and We will all see it. How will we as believers, though, in the meantime, react to it? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time and I'll see you next episode. Goodbye.